Hey there, welcome to the exquisite event. I am so excited to be presenting to you today and I'm really, really excited about this topic. So the um, thing that I really wanna cover with you um, right now is questions to ask your wedding vendors. And in parentheses, I put before you hire them. Of course, um, if you have already hired people, this is not like a waste of your time because you can still go back and ask these questions just to develop a deeper understanding of the client vendor relationship that you have with that person and um, all of those things. We'll get into that. But if you are at the beginning of the planning process, this is going to be extremely helpful for you, I hope, so that you can ask questions up front as you're meeting with your venue or your photographer or your florist or your caterer or you name it. Um, so these are just good questions to ask. I'm going to go through some venue ones first because I am on the wedding venue world. So a little bit about me. My name is Allie Stockton and I am the owner and lead event coordinator at Hawks Nest Weddings and Events. So we are a family owned and operated wedding venue located just between Lexington and Winchester. We're technically in Winchester, Kentucky, but we are just as close to Lexington or Winchester. Uh, located on a beautiful horse farm. I'll share more about that in a second. But a little bit about me, my favorite season, of course, is wedding season. I really just love warm weather and um, beautiful weddings. And so the best of both worlds happens at our place during that time. So we are a seasonal venue. We are um, open for weddings from the beginning of April until the first weekend in November. So we, start, we try to um, stay with the warmer months of the year. Of course, we're still busy year-round with planning consults and things like that. Um, and to me, the best part of a wedding is the vows. I love hearing the promises that um, our couples are making to each other. And I just think that that moment is so precious. And then um, I also love the flowers. I always <laughs> joke with my husband that if I was not in the venue coordinator world, I would totally be a florist. I love flowers and so getting to see all the beautiful um, blooms and um, just the pretty that that adds to a wedding day is one of my favorite things. This is what our venue looks like. So um, we have a white barn that's fully renovated and, um, and then ceremonies usually happen outside. So there's multiple field options that I will recommend but also we leave that up to our clients. And so if they see a new spot and they want to try to figure out how to do a ceremony there, we will help them and, um, and add that to our spot list as well. So inside the barn, it's very open layout. We did that on purpose because everybody comes in with a little bit of a different thing that they want, different number of people to accommodate those kinds of things. And so it's a blank slate in there. We're really where um, you just come in and um, with designing that layout, we'll work with you on that to make sure that everything flows really well. But it is fully lit and in there and there's beautiful string lights and stuff. So there's little that you have to add um, to the decor. A little bit goes a long way. And then um, there's also bathrooms and a bridal suite attached. So now that's enough about me. Um, if you want to get to know me, I would love for you to come chat with me after this. Um, but let me talk about the questions to ask your wedding vendors before you hire them. So I'm going to get into the venue world first, and then I promise I will give some vendor specific, you know, some uh, vendor overall questions. Um, but the venue specific ones just come more naturally to me. I am in the wedding venue world, and there's a lot of really important questions that you should ask your wedding venue. Um, it, they can like 
make or break your wedding day. They really set the tone for how it's going to go. And so you having a good understanding of what they provide and what you're supposed to do and all of that is going to help make your day a whole lot more seamless. So what to ask your wedding venue? The first question um, is probably the most popular question that I get is about catering. So do you allow outside catering or do you have a list of people that I can work with? You know, can I choose anybody? For us, you can work with any caterer you want to. We do have a list of recommendations, but by no means are they requirements. Um, So you can choose anybody you want. For some places, they provide the catering, so you can only use the in-house catering. Some other venues have a list of three or five caterers that you can choose from that are from an approved catering list. So you need to know who you're getting into with that because it's not just the price of the venue. When catering is involved, it's also the price of the food. And so if if it's limiting you on that, you may not be able to afford to afford that venue because of um, the price per plate that's going to be billed to you later on. Um, The second thing is alcohol. So do I need specific insurance, licensing, or bartenders to have alcohol here? There's some spaces that um, require that you have like star certified bartenders or that you use their in-house bartender service. Um, And those are fine options. For us, we um, just require that you get the proper insurance and licensing for that. So either your your bartender has it, your bar service has that, or um, you can get that insurance on your own as well. Number three is capacity. So this may seem like a really obvious, like, duh, question, but it's not. Um, So there's there's typically, in venues, a suggested capacity and then a maximum capacity. So of course it's natural to just go to the maximum capacity, but if your guest count is kind of floating around that max capacity, like let's say it's 200 people, and you're planning on inviting, like, 200 or maybe 220 knowing that not everybody will come you're going to lock in right around that maximum capacity and so that's totally fine know that if you um if you end up at the maximum it's a maximum for a reason things are still going to flow well and your guests are still going to be comfortable in your venue but if you ask ahead of time and know the suggested capacity if it's maybe only 30 people less than what the maximum capacity is, and that creates a larger dance floor and the dance floor is really important to you, then maybe you might consider narrowing down your guest list a little bit more. Those are things that are, of course, optional. And if you end up at the maximum capacity, I promise your day is still going to go really well. We have had beautiful, awesome weddings that are at our max capacity of guest count. But um, I do have a suggested capacity as well that I just think fits a little bit better in the space. I think there's more room at each table if you put a few less people at them, that kind of thing. Number four is about parking. So this is a pretty um, frequently asked question for us. We are located on a farm, and so when you drive up, to, if you come to a tour with me, there's not a reserved parking area because we don't have a giant um, parking lot we want things to be able to move around and so if your ceremony is going to overlook um, a parking area that we choose then we will choose a different parking area that's why it's not set in stone and so asking where will parking be what if the ceremony overlooks the parking area is there another option for parking and then also 
if you have any um, people that this affects, it's definitely helpful to ask if there's options for handicap parking. So like for us, we have a parking team in place typically on wedding days. And so the parking team is trained. And if there's somebody who needs um, a closer parking spot, they know exactly what to do with that. Number five is about decoration restrictions. So asking, are there any decorations I can't use here? That's not something that you're necessarily thinking of when you're at your venue tour, but you do need to know that because once you book your venue and get a little bit further down the line, you're going to be thinking about decorations. So for us, and I'm sure many other spaces, candles have to be contained in a glass votive, can't have an open flame. Um, that just protects the tablecloths, it protects um, the building from being burned down from a fire. It is, um, that's just our, our policy on open flames, just have to be contained in a glass votive. Um, we also do not allow confetti. If I had confetti at an event today and you book your wedding with me two years from now, you might still see confetti around. Confetti is just something that is so hard to clean and get rid of. And so that's one um, restriction that we do not allow at Hawk's Nest. Now, if you wanted to do a confetti send-off, for instance, kind of getting into question number six, um, there's really cute like pictures with confetti. It just has to be biodegradable confetti where I can put a water hose on it and get it wet and it will just disintegrate. Um, going into send-offs, if you have eyed a send-off on Pinterest or you've been to other weddings and you just love it, you need to ask up front if they allow that type of send-off. So asking, can we use sparklers? Are there any send-offs that we can't do here? Um, for us, we do not allow the, um, <clears throat> the paper lantern send-offs. Those are beautiful where they just float up into the air and, um, are so, kind of magical, but we are on a 137-acre um, horse farm, and so we can't have those going down into the fields where our animals are and also can't risk the surrounding farms around us. We want to have a good relationship with our neighbors, and so um, we do not allow those types of send-offs. Um, also asking what most couples do for their send-off can be a, a helpful question if you're kind of thinking, I don't know exactly what I want. Asking what most people do is not, it's not a bad thing to go with the thing that works well. So for us, a lot of couples do sparkler send-offs because they're leaving at night. It really lights it up and um, you can get beautiful pictures of them. So that's a fun send-off that you, um, you can do and uh, looks really good out coming out of the front of the barn as you send off. Number seven is about your rain plan. So knowing what's gonna happen if it rains. I always tell my, my couples to not stress about the rain yet because most days are beautiful. And so let's plan like it's gonna be a beautiful day, um, just like you're picturing. And if it's not, then that week when we actually see a real weather forecast, we'll start to freak out together and we will come up with our rain, our, um, rain plan. So we'll change the layout a little bit if we have to. We'll bring everything inside. Of course, we'll take care of that. And I've done it enough times. It's really nothing to freak out over. But knowing what happens if it rains, you need to know that going into it because if it did and you hate the way that that ceremony would look, then you may need to rethink venues. So for us, we typically just bring everything inside and have people sit at their reception tables. I always set up a couple of rows in the front in aisle seating because I want moms and grandmas and anybody who has that special entrance down the aisle to also have a special seat in the front. It also kind of fakes the ceremony look. And I arrange tables to where there's a clear aisle for 
the bridesmaids and the pr processional of everything. And then also for the bride to walk down. It doesn't, doesn't change that. She's not weaving through tables or anything weird. Um, also asking, does your capacity change for rain if I don't run the tent? So some venues, their only backup plan, if it's a mostly outdoor venue, their only backup plan is for you to run a tent if it rains. That adds a lot of money. And so if that's not within your budget, it may be a capacity change for them. And so knowing that ahead of time is really going to ensure that even if it did rain, it's nothing to freak out about or be stressed about at the last minute. I promise the week of your wedding, you do not need more stress. And so knowing how that's going to be handled up front can really help you choose the best venue for you. Number eight is about a day of contact. So knowing if there's somebody on site from the venue to help you during your wedding day. For us, I stay on, um, on site all day. I, um, I'm just in and out throughout the day and I'm on the farm at all times. So I do not live on the property, but my parents and my grandparents do. And I sometimes get out a little bit just to give the family their space, but I come back in and check regularly. So I am there if it runs out of toilet paper in the restrooms or something like that, or if the bride needs me, um, for scheduling things, whatever, um, I am available to help with whatever issues arise. Number nine is setup and cleanup. So knowing what your venue takes care of and what you're responsible for is really, really important because it's going to provide the most clarity to your setup process. And then also, um, it's going to help your cleanup go quicker because you know what you are supposed to do. So knowing what, what happens with trash at the end of the night, if we can't get everything out that night, is it possible to come back the next day or do you, you book weddings the day after? Every venue treats this a little bit differently. And so asking that to your venue coordinator is really helpful. Um, also, it gives you the ability to kind of prep your, your friends and your family on what they need to do because chances are you're going to do a send off and get out of there and it's your wedding day and you should, but there's other people that are left to make sure that you stay within your venue contract. And so if your venue contract says, you know, everything needs to be put up within an hour and it has to be all done, everything out, loaded out and moving, um, you've already sent off. And so you need to make sure that your mom or bridesmaid, maid of honor, know exactly what's responsible um, of your contract that you've signed. And so they can uphold that for you. For us, we are really helpful with setup and cleanup. We set up and tear down everything that we provide. So chairs and tables are already going to be set in place for you when you get here. And then there's nothing to do with them at the end of the night. We will take care of that because I promise you will be more tired than we will. Wedding days are long, but I promise it's longer for, <laughs> for you. And so um, we take care of those things. With trash, we do um, ask you to take trash at the end of the night. We still provide trash cans and trash bags and really help a lot with those kinds of things. But... Um, we just have you take that um, with you at the end of your rental. Okay, so now we're gonna go into some different um, vendor questions. So these are not really specific to any vendor. I'm sure that there are other questions that you should ask your photographer in particular or your caterer in particular. But these are just questions to ask overall to your wedding vendors before you hire them. You can ask these to your venue, um, but you could also ask them to your officiant. Anybody um, who's working with you in the wedding process that you're signing a contract for, 
it's really important to know what you're getting into. So um, talking about payment deadlines is a really important thing to know. So when is money due? At what point can money be refunded? And when does it become non-refundable? Knowing um, when exactly the money's due, not just like, you know, about three months before your wedding, you need to be paid in full. No, like let's put a date on it. Let's put that on the calendar so that you can really plan accordingly um, with your budget and know when these things are due so that you're not late on them. Uh, knowing when money can be refunded. If you, if the money's not due yet, but you go on and pay it, could it be refunded in that, in that way? Knowing those kinds of things. Now, just so you all know, most deposits are non-refundable. I know that our, our deposit is non-refundable. Um, and that's kind of uh, what you do as you book the book the venue. So when you sign your contract, you pay your deposit, and that is non-refundable. Um, but until the other payment deadlines happen, sometimes there's wiggle room if something changed. So number eleven is date changes. So what if you had to change your date? I know that you're not planning that, and you shouldn't plan that. That is not um, obviously the goal or intent when you are in your wedding process. But I know of um, <clears throat> of a bride whose fiance got deployed and so they had to change their date. They didn't have a choice. Um, and so there's things that could come up like a job loss or um, a deployment or, you know, something that happens with family that, you know, just the inevitable can happen and you may have to change your date. So knowing how flexible your vendors are in handling that, are they still willing to work with you and um, transfer your date as long as you give them plenty of notice. Obviously, if you're changing your date the week before your wedding, they may not be as flexible about that, and um, that's very understandable. Number twelve is um, probably the most like underrated question on here, but probably the, in my opinion, one of the most important ones to ask. So, asking what would happen if you couldn't be at my wedding. Like what if you got sick? What if you couldn't be there because of a family emergency? Who would cover and are they capable? I know um, of a photographer that she um, had booked clients further out. So like say you booked her 12 months before, um, she ended up getting pregnant, which was a really exciting thing for her and her husband and her family. Um, but she could not be at the weddings that, um, that she had booked because she was either, you know, delivering or just a few weeks out from that. And so she needed to give herself some kind of maternity leave, but that was just an unexpected thing that she couldn't, um, couldn't know when she signed that contract that that was what was going to happen. And so what she did was she had some associate shooters. So people that work with her all the time on things. They are often her second shooters, so they really know her process. And then, so they shot the weddings for her and then she was able to edit from home. So you still got her look and everything um, in that process, but she just was not there on the actual day, which was a great way to have them cover for her and they are fully capable. I'm sure that she felt great leaving it in her hands. Um, for us, I've definitely thought through this question because with COVID, I'm like, okay, what if I got COVID and I could not be at a wedding because I was quarantined? Who would I call on? And so um, with us being a family business, there's some instances where I could call on my mom who's pretty involved in everything and she could run it for a day. But chances are if something happened to me, she's probably with me. And so I know exactly who I would call, the coordinators that I would 
asked to come run the venue for the day and I know that they're fully capable. I definitely would trust it in their hands. And um, even if I was the bride, I would be happy for them to be on the other end with me. Um, number 13 is licensing and insurance. So pretty basic question, but just knowing are you fully licensed and insured? Each vendor is responsible for really a different set of licensing or insurance. And so just asking that question, knowing that they're fully covered is obviously going to protect you most um, as you build this um, working relationship with them. Number 14 is really a fun question. So what is your, what's the best wedding you've been a part of? What's your favorite wedding? Um, what was it like and why did you love it? There's a couple of reasons why I want you to ask this question. The first off is just because you get to know them better. You get to know their style and what they like. Um, second, you might get some inspiration from it. If it sounds like a great wedding to you, you might ask them to kind of help you recreate that. If that sounds like your dream wedding and that's the best wedding they've been to, they're probably really excited to give you some tips and advice on how that ended up being their favorite wedding. On the other hand, um, if that wedding sounds nothing like what you want, it's not to say that they're a horrible fit for you, but they may not be the best fit for your wedding. So for instance, if their um, favorite wedding was, if, if they're a DJ and their favorite wedding was this like really, really, um, you know, quiet reception, calm and that kind of thing, and you're really wanting to break it down on the dance floor with your friends at the end of the night, they may not be the best fit for you. Now, most DJs, they're probably all about breaking it down on the dance floor and really making that um, vibe and mood all go together. So that's kind of a silly reason, but um, just making sure that that answer sounds like, even if your wedding turned into that, you're okay with that, that that sounds like a great wedding to you. Make sure that they're a really good vendor fit. Number 15 is favorite advice. So I get this question from time to time and I think it's a really, really wise question to ask your wedding vendors because they've been around the block a time or two. They have seen weddings um, go really, really well and they've probably seen some other issues in weddings, probably just for lack of organization, um, where there's things that, small things that could have been prevented that they can warn you against. So asking them, what what is something that you've seen go poorly at weddings that you like to warn couples against is a really wise question. One thing um, that I have noticed along um, just our time hosting weddings is the number of forgotten boutonnieres is ridiculous. <laughs> I think, um, you know, it's just because it's such a busy day, but I often see boutonnieres being packed up at the end of the night that were never pinned onto whoever they were supposed to be pinned to. Usually the groom and groomsmen get them, of course, because, you know, your photographer or coordinator or somebody is checking on that. But oftentimes it's dad or your officiant or grandpa or somebody like that who just totally does not ever get their boutonniere throughout the wedding day. And of course, that's not like a tragedy. It's not the end of the world. Nothing to freak out about. But somebody paid money for that. And a florist spent time designing it. And so it's really, you know, it's not the end of the world, of course, if it's forgotten. But if you can remind somebody to get it, obviously, um, it's best to use everything that you have invested in for your day. Number 16 is asking about the 
typical budget of their client. So asking what is your average client's overall wedding budget is a really good question because you need to know what it takes to create the wedding that they're typically a part of. So for instance, if you have a $5,000 wedding budget and the photographer that you love is $3,000, I guarantee you that their client's overall wedding budget is more than 5,000 because it just takes money to create the look that they're gonna provide in their pictures because if you're spending that large of a percentage of your budget on photography, you're not leaving much space for your venue or your decorations or your dress or any of those things that really make or break the photos. And so knowing um, what the overall client's wedding budget is kind of helps you stay in line of like, is this a vendor that I can afford? Should I look for somebody um, less expensive? Should I look for somebody with a little bit more expertise if I can afford it? Knowing that is a really helpful thing. Um, number 17, and we are almost done, I promise. This is the last one, and then we'll kind of wrap up. But number 17 is talking about their involvement. So knowing um, how involved they plan to be in your wedding process. It's a really good question to ask, is there anyone on your team that I should expect to work with or hear from? What does your role look like on my wedding day? Those are such good things to know ahead of time. And if you have already signed contracts with vendors, it's okay to follow up and still ask this question. What does your role look like on my wedding day? That is something that you need to understand as, um, as a bride and as their client, what they plan to do for you exactly on, on your wedding day. And so um, for us, I am pretty involved in the process. I check in regularly with all of my clients. We meet a couple of times before the wedding because there's just different things that you need from your venue that you need to see it all again. You need to decide on your layout. We'll work with you on scheduling, timeline of the day, all of that stuff. And so we are pretty involved throughout that process. But even though we're a family owned and operated wedding venue, I am the only one you should expect to hear from. I am um, the full-time employee of the venue. Now on your wedding day, you will probably see my husband and my mom and maybe my dad um, helping me throughout the day because they love to um, still be a part of it. But for reaching out to schedule your meeting or um, if you have any questions that you need to ask, I am your go-to person. And so um, my role on the wedding day, I depends on if I am coordinating or if I am just um, just really managing the venue side of it. That depends on the package that you choose. And we can talk more about that if you're interested in our venue. But if I'm coordinating, I am the point person for everything that day. If I'm on the vendor, the venue side of it, I am um, really just making sure that our facility is taken care of. I still help and I promise I will help you decorate and I will help you um, help welcome your vendors as they arrive and show them their spot because we will have already talked through those things. But I am a whole lot more involved if I'm coordinating the wedding day. The last thing I want to say is to is just don't be afraid to treat it like an interview. I think um, there's this like this just feeling of awkwardness <laughs> that brides feel because you've seen these people on Instagram or on their website and they just look really polished and really um, professional. And so you just want to automatically trust them. But if COVID taught us anything, there are um, there are just questions that are totally fair questions to ask your um, 
your venue, your vendors to know what exactly you're getting into. What if another COVID happened? What if um, the governor shut things down again and you were unable to host your wedding at that place? What would happen? It's okay to ask hard questions. Um, you are hiring vendors to perform a job for you on your wedding day. So do not feel weird for asking questions. Don't feel weird for doing your homework. Don't feel weird to come into your vendor meetings with a notebook and take notes about what they're saying. I understand that it's really, really hard to remember it all. So it's really wise to take notes actually, um, because chances are you're not just meeting with me, you're meeting with you know, a few other venues and then you're going to photography and meeting with a few photographers. You're gonna really get to know a lot of people throughout this process and so, um, treating it like an interview, coming in with questions to ask is um, really going to make sure you maximize the most out of your meetings, but also that you know exactly what you're getting into with, um, with the people that you hire. So if you're like, okay, Allie, you just went off on what, like 17 questions that I should ask and I didn't take a single note, that's okay. I made a printable guide for you. And so you can download this from our website. It's hawksnestweddings.com slash blog. And there is a printable guide available to you today um, where you can just download it and you can either pull it up on your phone or print it and have these questions with you to take to your vendor consultations and meetings. So I organized it with just venue questions and then vendor specific questions. So it's nothing weird to sift through, should be really, um, really easy. But I hope that this provides some clarity in your process of meeting with people and uh, choosing the best vendors that will benefit you the best. Once again, my name is Allie Stockton. Um, you can connect with me more at our website, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, blog, any of those things, I would love to connect with you all. And if you have any questions about um, what it's like to book a wedding at Hawks Nest, we are currently booking weddings. We have a few more dates left for 2021. Not very many, let me be honest. Um, but we are in May of 2021 now. And so, um, but there's still a little bit of fall availability. We're booking a lot for 2022 right now and even up into 2023. So, if you are still looking for a wedding venue, I would be honored to give you a tour, get to know you and see if we're a good fit. And if you're, if you've already booked your wedding venue, that's okay. I wish you all the best, but keep us in mind for your bridal showers, rehearsal dinner, bachelorette luncheon. Um, you could even host like a little bachelorette event out there. You could do a little painting party or something. There's a lot of fun things um, that I would love to dream with you on. And so if you've already booked your wedding venue, that is awesome but feel free to keep us in mind for future events that you may need to host um, with your wedding. So thank you so much for joining this presentation. Thanks for listening to me. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to send me a DM on Instagram. It's Hawks Nest Weddings. Um, you can reach out to me directly. My email is Allie at hawksnestweddings.com, but I would love to connect with you all more and um, really just see how I can help you best on your wedding day but I know that these questions will really provide clarity to your process and we wish you the best in all of that.